A happy face killer victim identified after 29 years. The I-5 strangler died in a prison cell of strangulation. A French former police officer has confessed in a suicide note to being a serial killer and rapist. Alleged serial killer John Richardson charged with the deaths of three men in Henry County, Virginia. Hey everybody, welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. We're just, you know, in puppy heaven around here. I'm also noticing all this <laughs> dirt in my eyes from being at softball in the wind. <laughs> so yeah, same shit, different day. <laughs> Sounds about right. I imagine yeah. if we... If we hear a little yipping and barking and little teeny tiny toenails, we'll know what that mm-hmm. is, huh? Yeah, they're chilling in here so that they're not, you know, getting in trouble elsewhere. But yeah, there's there's a fair amount of uh, galloping around going on in this office, so you <laughs> may hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's okay. What's wrong with hearing puppies play? Right? I mean, there can't be anything too wrong with that, so I hope. No, no, there <laughs> We'll see. Never say never, but... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, this is our Wednesday episode, yes. and Katie's going to kick it off with some Florida Man. Oh gosh, Florida Man. If you uh, came out of a bar one night. <gasps> oh my God, that car. It, yeah. If you came out of a bar one night and your car was missing. What would you do? Call the police? <laughs> would you? Yeah, I, I would think that would be the the best plan. No, am I wrong here? Well, not everyone would do that, apparently. In Bradford Weitzel's case of this Port St. Lucie, uh, he, in his words, couldn't find his car, so he stole one in a good faith effort to locate his own. <laughs> Good faith? What? <laughs> yeah, this seems like a great plan. Great plan. Yeah. yeah. It Also, part of that good faith effort uh, included that car breaking down on the railroad tracks. Oh. Well, our hero no. didn't want to go down with the ship, so he bailed out of the car. The train oh. hit the car and launched it into the side of someone's house. Oh, oh my God. Now, luckily, the family that was asleep in that house was not injured, but it did, as you could imagine, muff up their house. And that car. Oh, my gosh. If you guys aren't watching this video, you should probably come back and watch it to see that picture. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. It did quite the number on the car. (laughs) But he wasn't done there. Nay, nay. (laughs) Then... Not quite sure what kind of good faith effort this was, but he decided to vandalize a nearby fruit stand and break into it and tried to steal a forklift. Another good faith effort to, uh, I don't know, get that car off of the house or just drive a forklift around looking for his 
stolen car or lost car or whatever. Oh my gosh. But he couldn't get the forklift going. So then he saw all of these cop cars coming past. And he figured this would probably time to let them know that he was still looking for his car. <laughs> yes, that was the, the main concern right at this moment. Did he chase him down in a forklift or? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pelt him with uh, fruit from the fruit stand? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> However, he, he was charged with grand theft and vandalism and a few other things because, you know. There's no good faith in stealing someone's car. No. Even if someone stole yours. Now, the article never said this, but I kept thinking, maybe he Ubered to the bar and just didn't remember. I had the same <laughs> thought. Like, his car wasn't even stolen. He, was, he was out of his mind. <laughs> this was a good faith effort to, I'm not even sure what at this point. But anyway, so yeah, as you know, you can imagine our... The hero of our Florida man story did go to jail. But oh, well, I would hope. Oh, my goodness. Luckily, however, no one was hurt. Because yeah. um, when a train launches a car into the side of a house, that's a oh, little scary. That I can only imagine scary. what that sounded like to the people inside. I cannot imagine having a whole car thrown against the side of your house. That would be mm -hmm. terrifying. Mm -hmm. And the damage. I'm sure it did some pretty good damage to the home. Just right? looking at the car. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the car is trashed. Yeah, it's bad. Wow. Yep. So there you have it. Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christy, I'm going to turn the mic over to you for our main case. Yes. So we know that there are many serial killers active here in the United States at any given time. Yes. There are guesses about how several hundred are active. We never really know. Um, but there are many updates that happen in serial killer cases, often after they've been caught. Mm -hmm. And so I get a lot of um, updates because I sign up for them because I'm very interested in serial killers. So yeah. I thought it would be fun to share some recent things that have happened um, in updates in serial killer cases. So, welcome to serial killer land. Yes, welcome to serial killer <laughs> land. The first is that another victim from the Happy Face Killer has been identified. So this is Patricia Skipple. Uh, she was found on June 3rd of 1993 on the side of State Route 152 in California in the Gilroy, San Francisco Bay Area. So her body has been un unidentified for almost 30 years. She was actually from Colton, Oregon. And she was known as Blue Pacheco. That was like her sort of her Jane Doe name because she was wearing blue. Mm -hmm. um, but imagine genetic genealogy has just identified her. Her family called her Patsy. And she would have been 45 years old when she was killed. Uh, through the DNA Doe Project, her, uh, her remains have finally been identified. Um, her cause of death is still undetermined. But uh, he, in 2006, Keith Hunter Jesperson, who is the happy face killer, had 
written to the county district attorney's office and said that he had sexually assaulted and killed a woman near the highway. And he was arrested in 1995 Mm -hmm. on suspicion of killing a woman in Washington state and was dubbed the happy face killer because he drew smiley faces on letters that he sent to the media and police. Yeah, because that's not creepy at all. Okay, that's better than what I thought, to be honest. When you said he drew smiley faces, I was like, oh, my God. On the victims? No. Okay. No, he was one of those serial killers that likes to send a lot of letters to the mm-hmm. media and the police. He did eventually confess to killing eight women between 1990 <laughs> and 1995 in California, Washington, Oregon, Florida, Nebraska, and Wyoming. Oh, wow. And now we know that Patsy is one of them. And oh. he is serving four life sentences without the possibility of parole. Thank heavens. Well, this, good. At least he's still on the planet. He is yeah. still on the planet. Yes. And this is a photo of Patsy. Oh, wow. Yeah. So at least for her family that's left living, yeah, uh, they now know uh, they have her remains, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so at least it's a little bit of good news. Yeah. So next we're going to talk about the I-5 Strangler. He was also a California serial killer, um, believed to have strangled and raped at least seven women and in the 70s and 80s Okay, in California. Well, he died in prison uh, last year, and his autopsy has just been released, and the I-5 strangler was strangled. <laughs> So he Seriously? was strangled by another oh. inmate in prison. This is this is him uh, in 2013. Well, gosh. I know. I guess sometimes you get what you get, huh? Sucks to suck. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I found that rather interesting, mm-hmm. you know, that, that I don't know if that was intentional on the part of someone, if that was meant to uh, be a little karma or if that was just the handiest way to murder him at the time. I don't know. I don't know. But he, he got a little bit of his own, didn't he? How long was he in prison? Oh, a really long time. From like, he was in prison like 20, no, 30, almost 40 years. Oh, wow. He was in prison a long time. So, interesting. Oh. Next, this is very interesting. This is coming, this came from... Um, France. And this happened, this came out in um, October of 2021, that a a former French police officer, uh, when he was about to be identified as a serial killer in France, Mm -hmm. took his own life. And in a suicide note that he left, he confessed to being a serial killer and rapist that had happened over decades in France and been unsolved. Mm-hmm. His name was Francois Verove, mm-hmm. and he uh, he'd been summoned for DNA testing mm-hmm. in in murders uh, linked to a man known as La Grella or Grelle, which means the pockmarked man, because that was descript- That was how some people described his face. Oh. And, and Lagrella was believed to be behind several murders that happened mm-hmm. um, starting in the mid-1980s and for about ten, a 10-year period. 
Okay. Um, Cecile Block, an 11 year old girl, um, that, that never, um, arrived at school one day was one Mm -hmm. of his victims in 1986. Oh gosh. Uh, so he took a lethal dose of medication and wrote a note that said, I admit to being a great criminal who committed unforgivable acts until the end of the 1990s. Wow. So he did confess, um, without details of the victims or circumstances. So Mm -hmm. they think his DNA does match, uh, the DNA at the crime scenes for LaGrele. So they mm-hmm. do believe that it is him. Um, but did he have pockmarks? Well, kind of. I'm going to show you his face here in just a second. Interestingly, a drawing of Legrelle was hanging on the walls of the criminal brigade of Paris of the judicial police for decades. Mm-hmm. As he was, you know, working there. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So this is him kind of hard to tell because he's got a beard mm-hmm. i don't know if he's got pockmark face under there or not mm-hmm. but his dna matches so right. he very conveniently took himself out yeah before um they could do anything about him yeah well, that's, that's too bad it's always a scary thing to think you know that a serial killer has been in law enforcement. And we know that there are many who have. Oh, yeah, that happens. Been. And, you know, what's strange about him is that his his crime spree, as far as we know, lasted somewhere from the 80s to the 90s. It was about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then he stopped. Right. And he was a cop. And, like, what happened? I don't know. I don't know enough history about him yet. I want to mm. learn more. Because I'm always... yeah fascinated by somebody who commits such horrible crimes can then stop for decades. Right. Or did he? Yeah. Or did he? We don't know. Yeah. But this is what he confessed to. And then of course they've been working on matching DNA and it's possible that he was lying about that, you know, because serial killers, they do developed a new MO that maybe. Yeah. Started doing match up. Yeah. Maybe. But very wow. interesting and unsettling. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. unsettling. So last, we have a rather new serial killer identified in Henry County, Virginia. Yes. So this is the, let's see, sorry, where did I lose his name? Oh, John. His name's John. That doesn't help us very much. <laughs> I forgot his last oh, name. Oh, John Richardson. John Richardson. Yes, thank you. So this is John Richardson. And he is now charged with the deaths of three men in Virginia. That is the creepiest, serial killeriest face if uh, I have ever right? seen. What if you saw what? that guy on the side on the road on the side of the road, you'd be like, "Yeah, that dude's a serial killer." He, mm. They don't always look it, but that guy looks it. He's got the look, man. Yeah. Bad. So they've identified the body of 38-year-old James Devin Goolsby, who was last seen on March 25th. So this is very recent. Um, and he he had been reported missing. Um, okay. Police have arrested. John Richardson now for his death. He's charged with first degree murder, concealment, dismember, destroy human remains, 
and other charges in connection to uh, Devin to James Devin Goolsby's death. But wow. he has also been charged, and these are three black men that he has killed or is accused of killing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been charged with first degree murder in the deaths of Mark Anthony Gilbert and Michael A. Hemphill. Wow. So he's a new serial killer who has recently been caught. Mm. So far connected to three deaths. Mm. We'll see but if there might be more. more. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But we'll keep an eye on that. You know, serial killers sometimes are in the news and then they just are totally out of the news yeah. for a long time, even though all kinds of things happen with them after they've been caught or, yeah. you know, more things happen as they admit to things later on. And I, I always find that mm-hmm. interesting what you find out really about them. Yeah. So we don't know a lot about John Richardson yet, other than they have linked him to these three deaths and he's charged with first degree murder and all of them. Wow. And so we'll be kind of keeping our ear to the ground on him to see what happens going forward. Was he mostly operating in the same area? Uh, yeah. It sounds like it was in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is so, something. yeah, that is, huh? So that is your serial killer update. And I thought I would just bring this um, segment periodically to the show to mm-hmm. let you know kind of what's coming up for, you know, new court, new victims or identified victims, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I also find it very interesting when they die, often in prison, you know, like with... Um, our friend who strangled the I-5 serial killer who then was strangled to death in prison. Very interesting. I'm still so curious about that one. Mm-hmm. A, did he put someone up to doing that because he was ready to get the hell out? <laughs> right. Someone who was already in prison for life anyway. Uh, or, you know, goad someone into it or manipulate a trick. Or did somebody just seriously have enough of his shit and thought this would be a good way to take him out? Or is it just right. complete happenstance? Right, I know, and it could be any of those. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Wow. All right. Well, Katie, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for WTF News. Okay. You know, when you think of animals that might help solve a crime, what do you think of first? Dogs. A dog, right? I mean, mm-hmm. sure. Um, in rare instances, maybe another kind of animal, but it's dogs are the crime fighters, right? Generally. Well, they're going to have to move over. Really? Because there is a detective duck on the scene. <laughs> what? A detective duck? That solved one crime, probably won't solve any more, but. Wow. Why, one seems like plenty in the lifetime uh, of a duck. This duck deserves an award. But to tell you about that, I have to tell you about these Wonder Twins right here. Ah. This is a married couple. They, their names are Angela Wamsley and Mark Barnes. Mm. And Angela and Mark lived with Angela's grandmother, who I can only imagine was a decent person that got saddled with these assholes because they had, you know, a multitude of problems and needed somewhere to live and someone to probably pay the bills so that they could do whatever they were doing. Right. Well, at some point they killed her. Her name was Nellie Sullivan. Well, at some point they murdered Nellie and 
law enforcement aren't even quite sure how long she was gone, but um, multiple years. Mm. But don't worry, they continued to live in her house and uh, take her benefits. Well, of course they did. Coming in. They even continued to fill her prescriptions. Just trying to make it look uh, as, you know, legit as they could. I don't know if they were taking her prescriptions, but they were <laughs> filling them. I don't know that blood pressure medication has like a high street value, but you never know. Right. Nellie was in her 90s. Oh, my God. So in December 2020, they were both taken into custody and they were charged with misdemeanor animal cruelty, unlawfully reconnecting a utility, animal abandonment and synthetic cannabinoid possession. And Barnes also was charged with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon because, of course, he was. Right. And And they were using spice. That seems smart. mm -hmm. And yet they can't find Nellie. And they've looked and they've looked and they've looked and they have been unable to charge them with murder. They did charge uh, Barnes with concealing a death and Angela with the same. They both got charged with concealing a death Mm -hmm. because, you know, Nellie's gone. Right. Uh, They also charged Angela with assault with a deadly weapon on a detention officer because she's been up to no good since she's been in jail. Sounds like it. And then in March of 2021, they also charged them with obtaining a controlled substance by fraud or forgery, trafficking in heroin or opium, and trafficking in heroin or opium by by transport, and felony conspiracy. So they have a laundry list of charges against these two. Yeah. still no murder charges. Yeah, because where's grandma? Because where is grandma? Well, in come our hero. The duck. So on April 14th, a pet duck escaped its owners and was running around the neighborhood and ran be underneath a trailer in uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And in their attempts to catch their duck, they came across a container that uh, contained Nellie Sullivan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, they got their duck Aww. back. And he's fine, and he's a hero. Well, glad that he's okay, but that is a very strange way to find a body. Mm-hmm. And so, the uh, the sheriff said, if I could give that duck a medal, I would. Well, I don't know why you can't. Why not? Come on, he what's his name? Daffy, medal. Donald, whatever, you know. Right? Oh, hey, now. That's quite enough. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's a hero. And guess who (laughs) are getting murder charges? Oh, Uh, snap. Yeah. In the Terrible Human Awards. Wow. Right. Jesus. An anthropologist is figuring out how long Nellie's been gone. She did have a multitude of health issues as well as dementia. And she was in her 90s. So they're not quite sure what they did do to her, but they are now finally being charged with murder. Well, good. And good on that duck. Right? I think the true crime paranormal should Mm -hmm. award that duck a certificate of excellence or something. He will forever be known as a friend of the show. Yes, he will. (laughs) Detective Duck. That's what we'll call him. (laughs) That's right. Dogs watch out. 
there's a duck on the scene. Right. You gotta run for your money there. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. do you know why ducks have long tail feathers? No. To cover up their butt quacks. <laughs> well, now I know. <laughs> I've been hanging on to that one for a rainy day, and here uh, we are. Here you are. Perfect. It's time for it. Well, I there think that is pretty excellent that Detective Duck solved the case. Me too. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. This is our Wednesday show, which means we will be back tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain for our live case updates live stream. We've got lots of stuff to tell you, lots of case updates coming. And we will be back on Thursday night at 7 p.m. Mountain for the Psychic Hour, which is also a live stream. So you want to stick with us because we have lots more great content coming this week. Yep. And don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and comment. It helps us to grow. And we have just released a couple of brand new episodes over on our Patreon. And these episodes are exclusive. You only get to see them or listen to them if you are a patron. So go to patreon.com and look for True Crime Paranormal. If you join our Patreon, you get lots of extra content. And it helps support us do what we love to do. For sure. We appreciate it immensely. We certainly do. All right. Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank <laughs> you.